Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Rangers Women's Podcast on a very happy Sunday for everyone. How are we doing? Graham, Alan, he's there. Hi, hi. We're doing well. A bit chilly, but we seem to say that every Sunday, so we're used to it by now. Graham, how are you? Hi, now doing well after a brilliant Sunday and just a little bit of magic up at here and up at the Orium. Uh, and a fantastic result up there, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on. What about yourself, Laura? Yeah, I'm very happy. A good day for the club all round, so happy days. And also some good news earlier in the week as we got our new women's and girls managing director announced, Donald Gillies joins from Colorado Rapids, youth in the US. He's got a good stock, Alan. He's worked in the women's game over here for a good what, 11, 12 years, and then he's went over to America and done some work over there, still in the women's game. So looks like a, an exciting appointment. Biz, uh, James Bisgrove had said that he'll be tasked with growing all aspects of the women's programme, including driving match day attendance and commercial revenues. So they're kind of areas we want kind of improved. So... As I say, he comes for a good stock. So, would you make it the the signing of Donald? I can't claim to know a great deal about him. I've obviously looked into him a, a little bit. Uh, he's obviously been on a podcast previously on the Scottish Football Coaching Podcast. So, I've listened to part of that. I've read a wee bit about him. So, seems to have a, a good background, good good sort of range of knowledge for what what we're going to look for. And I'm I'm more impressed than anything else right now by his his sort of brief the club have given him, so it's encouraging. You know, it sounds like he's been briefed to improve on a lot of things we talk about so week on week on on the podcast and and the group chats. So encouraging signs. He's obviously got to pick up his role at some point next month, so we'll not see any immediate changes. I'm sure, but. It'll be good to see him get in and see what changes he makes over the next few months. Yeah, Graham, as Alan touches on there, he's not going to be coming in until January, so it's unlikely we'll see major changes, obviously, this season. But if he's going to be driving kind of attendances and that up for next season, it's certainly promising for the coming years. And I'd imagine Rangers want to get to a position where you have like in the WSL, where you've got these like record attendances, you're hearing like 60,000 down in England. You know, I'm not saying we'll get 60,000, but you want to kind of get up to those levels and just get people interested in the team because I think a lot of people, and you guys have said it before, that uh, unless, you know, you're a fan of the team, you don't know when, when the team are playing. You have to go and find it. Obviously, you know, we are following them, but it's only really on Twitter, um, which, or sorry, X, that in fairness that everybody's got as well so I think more exposure like on like the Rangers Facebook page um, things like that or like have a weekly newsletter where you can put here's what the men are doing here's what the women are doing, here's what the B team are doing so is it you know as a club what everybody's doing and what matches you want to go to and stuff like that so little things like that could be the driving force going forward uh, but yeah I'm, I'm sure he'll with his vast tw- I think it's 20 years experience or so so He's got a lot, a lot of experience. He'll be able to help us move forward, definitely. 
Yep, so best of luck to obviously Donald in his position. So we'll go straight into the action from today. We're facing Hamilton at home, a very rainy and windy Broadwood. Uh, we started with Fife, Coulson, Medag, Doherty, Hay, Barnes, Cornet, McLean, Cleary, and Ewans and Hardy up front. Were you happy with that team, Alan? Yeah, I was happy with that. Or I think it's going to be quite typical. We'll see a lot of rotation in the wider area. So that, that was the changes from last week. And as you touched on, it was absolutely minging conditions for playing football in today. So, you know, I think uh, op- optimistic hopes are uh, a goal spree. Maybe you were a wee bit worried they might not come to fruition looking at the conditions, but a strong team. Um, it's good to see Sarah Ewan's getting another start. You know, Sarah's starting to put her in a game together and that, that'll do her, her form, her fitness and her confidence for her to good. Yeah, Graham, what did you think when you seen the team? Um, yeah, kind of thought it was a good lineup. Uh, I was expecting a couple of maybe changes and things like that. Uh, especially going into the, you know, the winter break, maybe giving Vic a chance, for example, given she's not played for a while, it might be a perfect game for her. Um, but or, or give Megan a run out as well. Uh, but it was a it was a really strong team. But I, um, yeah, I, I do think I was expecting Vic and Megan to maybe start. I don't know what about yourself, Laura. Were you expecting anything? I think the team was kind of as I was expecting. Obviously, we've still got Cathy Hill injured. Lisa's not going to be back until kind of mid-January time. So the kind of defence that was as expected. The midfield was kind of as you'd expect as well. And then obviously Kirsty Howitt's out injured as well. So Sarah Ewan's getting another chance up front. And obviously, as we'll touch on, Jean came on for some more minutes. So it's a good strong bed, strong team. And Kind of as expected. So we went into it, and Alan, we kind of made hard work, would you say, in the first half? We had plenty of chances, but they just weren't really falling for like the Rio Hardy and Brogan Hay. They were getting chances, but they just weren't falling as they usually do. Well, it didn't seem that anything was really clicking for us. You know, I, th- I think Brogan was doing some brilliant work down the right hand side, but it wasn't counting anything. The, the crosses were getting caught up in the wind and going too close to the keeper. They were getting blocked. But he's doing really well to get into the crossing up positions and opportunities. Rio was doing a lot of good work. And again, it's just the final ball. But as we'll touch on, we, we came very close to scoring a lot more goals than we did. We just have a very scrappy sort of first half, especially though. Hamilton were very much there to, to spoil the game and I can understand that. It's not a criticism of Hamilton. You know, if he came out and open up and try and play football against us, we're going to batter him. So Hamilton came with a game plan to sort of frustrate us, keep keep us out the sort of middle of the goal and they've done a pretty good job of that in the first half. Yeah, Graham, it was kind of one of the games again when a team just sits in the low block and kind of expects us to break them down. And it is something that we've done better this season, but obviously if it, this was last season, we kind of struggled with it more. 
but obviously we had quite a few chances. We hit the post a couple of times, and then Hamilton had their only chance in the game, but it never really came to anything. And it took 34 minutes before we did break the, the deadlock. But a scrappy game, some decent saves for uh, Chloe, Chloe Nicholson, who was obviously formerly at our academy. But yeah, just a scrappy game, and then Chelsea eventually gave us the, the breakthrough. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Chloe, uh, she she's a an absolute standout for uh, Hamilton. Brilliant, brilliant goalkeeper, as you say, could have been more if it wasn't for her. But I think the game was very reminiscent of recently with Spartans at home and Partick Thistle at home, where they were quite they were like the same playing a low block, and it was very very hard to break them down, and it was scrappy and you know obviously that we got three points that was the main thing but it was kind of heading that direction you think is it conditions playing a part which i think for a fact it did because you've got the win factor as well um but there's some cracking shots as you say up until we scored um and but yeah i think hamilton were just digging deep and just knew that as alan pointed out if they started playing they were it was going to be a cricket score, I think. I think you're talking double figures minimum. But credit to Hamilton, they just they gave us a test, you know, a lot of pulling on tops and things like that, which the referee just kind of let go. But yeah, that was quite a scrappy game. <laughs> yeah, as I said, in 34 minutes, we got a, a goal for Chelsea. It was a, a, a kind of a long time coming for she's. Scored Alan and she obviously managed to get one. Then she ran over to Paul the physio to celebrate on which turns out to be his last game for us because he's going to be going away to St Johnston, I think, which makes obviously the celebration that bit sweeter because they all kind of celebrated with him. But good to see Chelsea back on the score sheet. Oh, definitely. Uh, Chelsea's obviously no, no scored since. She had the hot streak at the start of the season and then she was out injured for a few weeks. And then since she's came back, she's she's been on fire. She's been playing absolutely fantastic, but just not getting a break and the rubber green in front of goal. But she she worked hard and she deserved that that opportunity the, the day that she, she finally managed to take. And we were a wee bit surprised at the celebration because she completely patched everybody else and ran straight over to Paul. But now, now we know why, you know, there's always a story there, but uh, now we know what that story is. It makes sense why she just completely ran past all the players and ran past Joe. Yeah, so obviously we wish Paul the best of luck as well. So then we went on and hit the woodwork a couple of times. Graham, Nick, Doc had a shot, Christian McLean had a shot, but it was just it looked like it was going to be one of those days again. And, and as you say, was, they were hitting, hitting them, and they were just hitting the post, um, you know, or, or the goalkeeper when we tip them over. But yeah, it was they were huffing and puffing. But yeah, I think it was a combination of good goalkeeping, um, and just being unlucky at the same time because the team were doing everything right but scoring. But I do in this particular game, I, ha- I have to credit their goalkeeper because as we touched on earlier on. Uh, she really is a credit to Hamilton because, I, you know, I said it a minute ago, but it would have been double figures if it was, wasn't was for Chloe. And 
I can't, I can't praise the goalkeeper enough, but at the same time, that's bad for us. Good for them, bad for us. But we, we saw this in the reverse fixture in Hamilton as well. It could have been more as well. So it's not as if it's just a one-off game that Chloe's done this, that we've seen live, you know, because obviously don't see Hamilton live every week. But having seen the game, uh, the reverse fixture, and then this one, you, you know she's got it in a locker. And that's probably the difference of, Cricket scores versus lower scores, and it it's just a defence round about or let her down. But at the same time, you know she she saved some brilliant stuff today. To be fair, which is bad for us, but it's just luck. These things are just luck. So we went in uh, to a half time one 0 So then when we come out naturally, we made some changes. Um, Mia McCauley and Rachel Rowe came on for Rogan Hay and Rio Hardy. Were you surprised by them, Alan, or were you kind of expecting the changes? I was a wee bit surprised. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of playing players in their best positions, and as versatile as Rachel Rowe is, and she can do a job up front, but we've got strikers on the bench. I don't, I don't really see the value in playing Rachel up, up front. If we are going to bring her on for Rio, I'd, I'd have moved her and played her on the left. Again, my beauty position, but I think Jodie McLeary will give you more goals playing through the middle as a centre-forward. But Mia came on. Uh, Brogan, as I said, then product didn't come off for the day, but she was, she was playing really well. But well, obviously rotating a lot out wide, so Mears came on, had her opportunity in the second half, and I think it's fair to say she absolutely grabbed it with both hands. Yeah, she definitely did, and she came on and just took her four minutes to get her second goal of the game, but her first goal of the game, and it was a Chelsea assist, so a good game for Chelsea as well, a goal and assist up to that point, and Mia coming straight on and making the difference. No, I mean, Mia just grabbed that game by the, the horns, just the same way that Rachel Rowe did in the reverse fixture. And uh, she, she just ran down that wing and the goals, the goals, you know, top of the two goals, but the, the goals she scored were phenomenal. And, you know, let, let's be honest, she could have got a hat-trick, if not more. <laughs> and then you're thinking, you're starting to think, is, this a, is there any records for, you know, what is the record for a sub getting a hat-trick, you know, and things like that. But Mia, Mia is just a talent, an absolute talent, and um, you know you can't praise her enough. And what what a burst on the scene! The uh, was it August this year when we started the league, and just hasn't looked back. She's she looks like she just part of that team, and just it's aye, she's just a phenomenal talent, and long may it continue. She totally deserves it. Then after that, we had a couple more subs. Um, Lizzie Arnott and Jane Ross came on. Uh, Jodie McLeary and Sarah Ewans went off. It was good to see Lizzie Arnott and Jane Ross coming on, Alan, as well. Get more game time for obviously Jane and Lizzie coming back and ended up doing what Lizzie does. Yeah, I think you've just calmed yourself down after seeing Jane and Lizzie coming on together, Laura. So, and, and... I saw how excited you were to see that. So good, good changes, you know. Uh, obviously, they they link up really well, you know. And added fresh legs and 
Jodie maybe fell out of the game a wee bit, you know, she was getting a, a bit of rough treatment and it was a good, good time to make a change. Sarah didn't have many chances in front of goal to add to her three goals in the previous two games. So the good changes. Uh, we'd expected Jane to come on at that sort of time and start building up her minutes. You know, Joe and Jay have been very consistent in terms of the minutes they've been given to players who've been out injured. So it's good to see the changes. And as as you did say, Lizzie does Lizzie things. Talk about a goal, Tim. Uh, uh, yep, yeah, it was a good sort of just with Laura. Um, I was a good, good goal. <laughs> You're back, Laura. <laughs> Uh, yep, so yep, so obviously Lizzie scored and then we had some more sub well we had um Laura Berry coming on for Chelsea. Chelsea had quite a good game, obviously getting a couple of assists um obviously our goal game. Uh, she was really good and just touch on just before we go into that back to what you were saying, Alan, about Sarah Ewan's like I thought her positional play was absolutely brilliant today. Like she was one minute she was up front and she was on the wing and I, I thought a really she was really good positional play today. Um I might not have got the goal, but I thought we've got a player there, you know, definitely. You know, you don't need to score to be a good player, you know. So but yeah, Ch- Chelsea just was doing Chelsea things and it's just great to see her, you know, being back on the score sheet and obviously an assist as well. And I she's doing really well. Yeah, and it gives us that strength and depth again, as we see, because Chelsea's doing well, and then obviously we've got Libby Bands in there. Um, with, on touching on Liz, Libby Bands, would you think about her kind of contract? Obviously, she's on loan, but would you be giving her an, kind of an extension to that if you could, or maybe buying her? I would definitely think we would be exploring the options. Would it be? Crazy to think we wouldn't at least be talking to Brighton just to what they might want. You know, getting a feel for how much Libby's enjoying it here. You know, we're obviously seeing Libby, not as personally, but Joe and Jay are seeing Libby in training every day. So they'll they'll have a good feel for how much she's enjoying it and how much she might actually fancy staying here beyond this season. But... We want to be successful, we want to go on and, and be winning trophies and if we go and add trophies to the sort of great start we've had this season, that's going to encourage Libby to want to stay longer. That's going to encourage other players down in the WSL to maybe take a shot and coming up, up here, especially younger players like Libby Bands. What about you, Graham? Would you be trying to keep her either on a another loan or buyer especially with that kind of carrot of potential Champions League next season yeah 100% um, she's a, she, she's really good and I think the, the, the thing we need to check though is I think she signed a contract extension with Brighton in, in August like how long is that for is that for a year is it two years because that might play a part in what we're trying to do and also is, is the loan just till January or is it a season loan we've got or with at the moment as well? I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that. The club know, but I don't know if you guys know any of you know what that answer is. Is she here for January or the summer? I'm assuming it would be a season 
loan, but I suppose we'll find it soon enough eh, when the window opens, <laughs> whether she's here or whether she's not. But I think it was a season long, and then as you said, that's a good point you make actually about uh, Brighton. So it could it could potentially mean that she comes back on loan again, as sometimes happens, probably more so in the men's game. But it'll certainly be interesting, and then if we do any kind of transfer work in the the window as well. But anyway, back to the game. Uh, Mia got our second of the game, almost a Jane Ross goal for the second game in a row, but it came back out, another good save, and Mia stuck it away. So, very good work by young Mia, Alan. The second goal was exactly what you want for your wide players, tucking in when the ball's on the other side, and Mia's ended up with a rebound at the back post, then... Not terribly close to the goal, but you know, she's at a bit of a difficult angle, but she took the finish really well. You know, she's reacted quickly and quicker than the Hamilton defenders, and she's got herself on the score sheet again. But we need that from the, the wide players. We need them to be sort of tucking in when the ball's on the other side and adding in some, somebody in at the back post and sweeping up these opportunities. So, again, She's absolutely grabbed her chance today. She's done brilliant with both goals. Very different goals, but very promising that she's taken those chances. Yeah, she's certainly had a rapid rise to the top, Graham, with the amount of goals she's kind of added already. I think she's played more. Yeah, she's played more as well. So, what do you make of Mia? She's really good. The first thing I would do. If I was David Gillis, if that's his, how you say his name, apologies, David, if that's not how you say it. Uh, the first thing I would do oh, in my Donald job is... Is it? What's his name? Donald. Donald, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Donald. Donald, my full sincere apologies. The first thing I would do if I was Donald is uh, give me a, a, a massive contract extension or, you know, send up three, four years, if she wants it, of course, because... She is a phenomenal talent, and uh, I we're going to it's going to take a lot because you're going to have big clubs going to be looking at you know a lot of our players. You know when you see like Sam Kerr's went to Bayern Munich and things like that, and you know you've got big clubs clearly like seeing our, our players. So I we need to kind of get them on contracts so they're not getting snapped away from us for free. And obviously we want them here for selfish reasons, but. Aye, we also don't want to lose out maybe fees and things like that from the bigger clubs like Bayern Munich and Bayern Barcelona's or Man United's or whatever, you know. So, what about yourself, Laura? Well, I don't know if it's the cold or if it's the if you've been drinking already, but Mia's already signed a contract extension. <laughs> so, Donald won't need to give her another. Give her a ten-year contract extension. Lifetime contract. No, she's obviously fantastic and she's one that you obviously hope that we keep, but I think there will be kind of eyes on her to kind of entice her away, but I think she's seems to be quite level-headed and will only be rushing away, especially when there's trophies, Champions League football and that on offer, so no, I think we'll keep her. So we finished the game 4-0. That's our 14th straight win, according to Rangers, so if that's wrong, blame Rangers. Uh, good to get a good run of form, Alan, and what obviously we're kind of at the halfway point of the season, but what an incredible job Joe and Jay are doing for they've come in 
at the summer. Absolutely. And we saw, we'll go and talk about it further, but we, we saw a change of shape in terms of how we defend. And we talked a lot in the early podcasts about we continue to leak silly goals, albeit we were winning the games. You know, we are struggling for our clean sheets, but today was the fifth clean sheet in a row. You know, far far more than we've had. I think we'd managed three in a row before. So definitely tightening up at the back. You know, there's a good balance at the back. The players are adapting. And even though we've obviously lost Rachel in the last couple of games, Michelle Coulson's come in and done a really good job. Ailey, when she came on for the second half last week, did a really good job stepping in. So whoever's coming in and playing in the system is performing well. And that's given us a great base to build on. Certainly the day was a scrappy game, but we looked solid at the back. We, we didn't look like we were going to give up chances or anything silly. So definite improvement on that front and it's just getting in a run a consistent form. Yeah, great. Was Alan kind of touches on there? We're getting clean sheets. We're getting the goals. And that's already a big improvement on kind of the way we were playing last season because games like that, that kind of weather would just have been maybe one or two goals that we'd have scored, but yeah. we managed to kick on and add a few more and keep it tight at the back. So, big improvements already. How are you finding life under Joe and Jay? It's no disrespect to Malky, but it is different. It's, it's much, it feels like we went up a level and I think it's very similar, very similar if you remember like when Stephen Gerrard came up to the for the men's team and he, you know, he brought that experience of the, like the English Premier League up to him, and you know, it feels exactly like Joe. It feels like Joe's doing that for the women's team, bringing the kind of that Premier League feel about the club, um, elite level. Uh, it's really, it feels really good, um, and I, I'm guessing for the players, you're loving it as well. And on on the record, uh, you're at, Rangers are actually correct because I've been one on the record as well, and it is 14, including the cups, but. Back in October, when we were about to play Celtic, uh, Airdrie Celtic, where all their fans were boasting, "Oh, we've won ten games in a row." Since we see, since then, we've now done twelve uh, league games in a row. We've won, so we've actually smashed their record that they they had in October, and we beat them in the process. I mean, how sweet is that? Just to add to the process, you know what I mean. So, let's keep those wins racking up, and then, you know, just keep. We we can start boasting. We've broke your record, Celtic. We're top of the league, you know, and these are little things that we couldn't do last year. We couldn't beat Celtic. We couldn't beat Glasgow City. It was it was all okay towards the end. We did, but at the end of the season, but um, I we we just need to keep pushing forward. And and it, they've got a steely determination. I've noticed this year, and first noticed that at the Celtic game in the Glasgow Cup when it was one 0 to Celtic in the ninetieth minute. And last year, as soon as the plus five went up. Every you know your heads would go down, but that the heads didn't go down. It was almost like a belief, and we get two goals in five minutes and won the Glasgow Cup. Now you could argue is the Glasgow Cup a meaningless cup or whatever? It doesn't matter. A cup's a cup, and it's a psychological. I believe at that point we put a little marker down at that point that early season because we had a lot of injuries and things like that. The team was kind of light. We had to. There was that Bill with the one with Kayla. She on loan, not on loan, things like that. So. Now we've got a fully fat squad and now we've got players coming back. I mean, Jane Ross feels like a brand new signing 
for example, um, and the team's only getting stronger. And this is what you want at this at the halfway point. That's exactly where you want to be. You want to be in this position because it was kind of like we were going forward and backwards last year, but it just feels we're constantly going forward, and it's brilliant. And the style of play is just really it's amazing to watch. And you, you can see, you can actually see what Joe's trying to do on the park. You can see which is she's like today. I agree with Alan about Rachel Rope not playing in that ten position. Eh, sorry, Rio's position. She's number ten, but but I think that was maybe just to try out. This is maybe the type of games. You know, these are the type of games last year where we had the Hamilton and then we had City, and you'd maybe want to try formations, tactics, all that kind of stuff. But at least Joe's trying and those these games so that when we get to the Cities and the Celtics and all that, right? That didn't work. I'll try that. You know what I mean? But. I think that's really good that we're doing things like that. What, what, what do you think, Laura? Yeah, I feel like there's much more I can add than what you have, but yeah, with Joe and Jay, it's obviously, as you say, Graham have went up that kind of level, and I think the level Joe's played at has kind of helped as well because they know, she knows what she's talking about and that kind of thing, so that always helps. And I think you can see the players just totally buy into what she wants us to do, and, it's just a massive difference, obviously, top of the league at this kind of time. Loads of goals, starting to get the clean sheets kind of racked up as well. And that. So, yeah, just really positive. And even yesterday with the Niger's training event, that was something, obviously, that Joe's kind of pushed for because the men have had it for, like, how many, however many years. And it's obviously, that was the very first time the women have managed to do that. So... It was great for, like, there was loads of new faces going along, obviously, to see the women's team. And obviously, we're meeting the players and that at the end, so hopefully that encourages them to come back. But this is all stuff that's kind of coming with the Joes came in. So she's obviously pushing for the women's team to kind of be up there alongside the men's team. And obviously, the men got a trophy of the day. Joe's going to be wanting to get as many trophies as possible for us this season as well. So, in general, it's a very good time to be kind of on the blue side of the, the country. So we'll go for... So, so, sorry, Laura, and you were saying as well that they didn't have, like, the signing member in Brogan and Nick got their 100th appearance top. You said yeah. that they didn't do that before, is that right? Yeah, that's that's something, obviously, Joe's kind of brought on board as well. So it's good that she's kind of bringing up the standards of that and these kind of things as well. So, yeah, it's all... It's all really good. Obviously, she's doing a good job for the players on the park, but she's obviously doing a lot of work off the park, and hopefully that continues with uh, Donald coming on board as well, and he obviously knows what he's talking about as well, so it's, it's all, all good so far. Uh, so we'll go for, back to the game, obviously, for player of the match. Alan, who are you, who are you going for? I think with two assists and a, a goal, then I, I really struggle to give it to anybody bar Chelsea. Or could just repeat any in the previous 20 podcasts and talk about how good Kirsty McLean was. You know, we've we spoke a lot about how, how good Mia was when she came on in the second half. You know, Lobby Banks had a great game as well. But you know, for, for me, I'd, I'd have to give it to Chelsea. What about you, Graham? Who are you going for? Uh, uh, Chelsea, I mind as well. I was trying to be different, but 
I thought Chelsea, um, aye, Chelsea, but I, I, back to what I was saying, well, I think Sarah Younes was a close second because it was just when you see her positional play, you know, off the ball movements and getting into positions and things like that was really, really impressive today. And I, 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 for me, it was just mini, the mini, minuscule difference, but I would say Chelsea. Chelsea, what about you, Laura? Oh, I think it's a tough one between me I coming on and scoring two goals. Could have had a hat trick, but yeah, I think I'll need to go for Chelsea as well. Just back on the score sheet, getting assists. She was all over the park as well, just fighting for every ball. Typical Chelsea style. So yeah, I think I'll need to go for Chelsea as well. So a clean sweep. But obviously, I think at the game, there was Mia was voted player of the match after getting her couple of goals. And Alan was lucky enough to speak to... Mia after the game and Joe. So we've got a couple of interviews. Alan, do you want to play? Well, whatever one first, to be honest. Joe or Mia? You're, You're on, mute. on mute, Alan. My apologies. I thought I'd press that. But as we've been talking about Mia, we'll start with, with Mia. We spoke briefly to Mia after, after the game. Yeah, um, I got told at half time just to come on and do my thing. First touch forward, be positive, and I think I've came on and I've impacted the game well. You obviously started the season playing regular, that must have been really good for your development. Yeah, I've obviously came into um, my first year of professional contract and not thought I was going to play as much, but I've got the chance to and I've been happy with how I'm playing, so I want to keep that up. How, how are you finding the competition for places now? Is that pushing you on even more? Yeah, um, I love a bit of competition. Um, it would be a bit boring if I'd be coming into training each week and having no competition. So I'm happy that all the other wing backs are really good. So, yeah. yeah your goal return has been really impressive. You must be absolutely delighted to be scoring your first season. Yeah, um, obviously I've came in not thinking I'm going to get a lot of game time. So I just told myself, if I get game time, go on and make an impact and try to get goals and I've been doing that, so I've been really pleased. Thank you for done that, so keep up. Thank you, thank you. So, I think we're very impressed with Mia's attitude, you know, uh, she's obviously started the season playing, playing every week, playing 90 minutes most games. Now, now she's a bit more in and out, but as just talked about at the start with the team lineup, you know, Joe's Joe's rotating those wide positions. There's a lot of demand on him playing his wing back, so I'm not surprised we've got to see a lot of rotation there. Yeah, definitely. But she's it's a position she's kinda took on like a duck to water really. She's just took to it. Probably used to play more that kind of winger position, number 10, when she's come through the um, youth leagues and that. But she certainly took on board what Joe's saying, and I think she's had Joe in her ear quite a lot because she's always kind of at that side of where Joe is. But, you know, she's certainly done really well, and it was really good to hear from her there. Will we play Joe's now? Yep, well, well, good segue on to Joe. So here's what Joe had to say when she spoke to us after a game. A good win, or a tough game, or what do you see most of the performance? 
performance-wise, I thought it was was quite a way off it, um, especially compared to recent weeks. Um, you know, I don't expect us to be perfect all the time. So, you know, the big thing for me is, you know, a clean sheet of three points at the end of the day. So, I think performance-wise, we was a little bit off of what we normally are and below our, our normal standards. But still, at the end of the day, we've come away with three points and a clean sheet. You must be pleased. That's five clean sheets on, on a bounce, best run of the season. Yeah. And that's something we've been working on. Um, we knew it would take a while for us to get used to our defensive shape and our, our structure and how we look behind the ball. Um, but I think we've really we've really nailed that down now. And you can see that we're limiting our position to minimal chances per game. So, you know, I think it's something that we really pride ourselves on and keeping clean sheets are really important for us. Definitely. Uh, getting close to January, all in the same time in the window. Yeah, uh, well, I'm not too sure about the window. You know, we've had a few players coming back from coming back from um, injury, which looks like a new player. You know, like of, um, Jane coming back. We've got Lisa Martinez. It's not too far away. Um, you know, we we need to make sure that we're we're looking after our players that we've got in the building already because um, we do have a big squad when everyone's fit so we will assess that over the next week but you know if they feel if we feel like there's an area that we need to strengthen it I'm, I'm sure we will last one how would you want the player for any of this team oh i'd love it <laughs> you know uh, um uh, a possession-based team that likes to keep the ball and you know likes to create chances that was a little bit of me but you know that like to keep clean sheets as well i think when you've been a midfielder and a center half you can have both sides of the game you like to see it so you know, I'd, I'd like to play in this team. I think that reflects how I was as a player. I'd like to think that this team does reflect how I'd like to play. Um, and they're doing it really well at the moment. So I just hope they continue it on. Thanks all. Thank you. It's always a great wee opportunity for us at the podcast to have a wee chat with Joe and some of the players that we're able to use for the podcast. So thanks go to the club for giving us that access. Yep, absolutely. And well done also to yourself, Alan. Some great questions in there. So our next game after our break is up at Inverness. The game's at the Caledonian Stadium on the 7th of January at 1pm. Look forward to that one, Graham. That'll be a good game, won't it? Um, I've seen, seen Inverness are already... But bigging it up already. Um, they're kind of going, they're, they're saying Rangers, you know, playing the league leaders of the SWPL and they're like, you know, Cummins, you know, they're already promoting the game now, well, as of a week or two ago. So it looks like Inverness are really buzzing for this. And the fact that they've, they've went out of their way to use the Caledonia Stadium as well, they're, they're, they're itching uh, to play us because they want to test themselves against the best in Scotland, which we are at the moment, this moment in time. Yeah, and will become me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and obviously it's a Scottish Cup game, so it kind of lets us put the league on the back burner for a, for a wee change and a different kind of opposition we're coming up against. Obviously, Inverness are lower down the leagues, but as Graham said, they're, they're looking forward to it. They'll relish the challenge and it gives us something a wee bit different. It is something a wee bit different and without are taking Inverness lightly, you know, possibly some of the loan players might come back in January, we don't know, that might be a chance to have a wee look at him before they maybe go back out and loan, but I, th- I think 
after sort of three weeks off after today's game, I think Joel starts strong. You know, I don't think there'll be too many people in just for the sake of getting him some game time. You know, I'd expect Jane Ross will get 45 minutes in that game if she continues to build up. Uh, Cathy Hill will be back. You know, hopefully Rachel McLaughlin's fit. You know, she can get involved in that as well. But should be a good trip up. You know, uh, certainly I know we're all going to car share and make make the journey up a wee bit better. I'm, I'm sure our people will be doing, doing similar. But it'll be a good trip, a good way to start, start the year. Yeah, and tickets aren't on sale for that yet, but I would imagine that Inverness will put them on soon so that they can get a, a decent crowd in for that. Um, Graham, what are you thinking team-wise? It'd be good to get, obviously, with the break, some players back, like Alan's saying, hopefully like Rachel's back, Cathy's back, and we're just going to have a really strong squad for Joe to pick. I think, you know, going back to what we were saying earlier on about um, what, what I think Joe's brought this Premier League level to our club, um, I think that also, also comes with that is, you know, you hear about in England they respect the cup, and, you know, you've seen teams play maybe lower op- low league opposition at this point and they'll play their strongest team. And, and I think Joe's got that mindset that it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to play the best team. And I think Boromir, I know that we played Hearts in the previous round, so you can't expect us to play our strongest team against a team like Hearts. But Boromir just, for me, summed it up. I thought, yeah, you, you respect this cup and it doesn't, it doesn't matter who the opposition are, we're going to put the strongest team possible to win. And, and get through to the next round, and I think that's what's going to happen in January. I think you know we, because before Boromir, we thought, yeah, we'll just rest this player or whatever. And uh, on paper, absolutely, and it's, you know, still stand by that. But I think it's that winning mentality, and that's what Joe's bringing to this club. And it's 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 great to see. But yeah, I think we're that used to thinking, oh, it's only this team will play that players, but. Yeah, it's just having that that winner's mentality which Joe's got and Jay's, Jay and Joe are bringing to the table that elitism that we've we've been missing maybe in the women's team and we're, we're getting it like in the same way Stephen Gerrard brought to the men's team. I think we're we're getting that from them. So yeah, I would expect quite a strong attacking team to face Inverness. In fact, if anything, let's be honest, Inverness would love that because they'll go they they'll say well. We've challenged ourselves against the best team in Scotland and this is what happened. Do you know what I mean? But what do you think, Laura? Yeah, I think, as you say, you've got to kind of respect the cup and respect the opposition regardless of who it is. So I imagine Joe put out a strongest team and then, as you've said, kind of bring on Jane and that later kind of in the game to just get their minutes kind of topped up in that. So well, I'm certainly looking forward to it and, Chances we're gonna make the trip up cash in, so that'll be a good laugh as it usually is. So that's that. The next game, obviously, in a few weeks, uh, we'll just go to the loan review. There's not really much to say because it was only really Jenna Ferguson and Megan Cunningham that seemed to play the day. The rest of them were either unable to play because, like the case of Becca and Mason, because they were obviously at Hamilton. Um, not a great day for Jenna. And Megan either in defence, Alan, when it was a 6 0 win for Glasgow City against them. Yeah, the oh, P- 
PSL Derby didn't really work out very well for Partick today. You know, I think most people would have expected better in Partick, but as we saw yesterday, probably would have expected better in Aberdeen yesterday. They got an absolute hiding at home as well. So I think it was maybe just get getting to a point in the season or getting to a point in the year. You know, players are starting to tire and you're, you're maybe seeing some freak results. Maybe teams teams are winning that you expect to win, but they maybe not seen them win by the, the margins they, they have been. Glasgow City, for example, have not been playing well at all. So for them to rack up six goals against a very decent Partick team today was it was certainly a surprise to me, and I'm sure I'm not alone. No, definitely didn't see that one coming, Graham. And another result we didn't see coming. Well, you kind of did, but not many people did. I know you're actually talk about it. it was Hearts one, Celtic one. Uh, I will, and just for a split second, just before we talk about that, uh, the loan, it's worse. I know she wasn't playing today, but it's like to mention Mason got Hamilton's Player of the Month for November and December. So well done, Mason. Absolutely brilliant achievement. I still don't know to this day why your goal was not a contender for goal of the month last month. I'm not going to give that up because that goal against Hearts was just absolutely phenomenal. SWPL, we need to look at themselves hard in the mirror because how they missed that. I'm sorry, but I'm in Team Mason here. You know, so fair play and well done for winning Hamilton's Player of the Month for uh, November and December. And yeah, on on Hearts, well done Hearts uh, on a brilliant result today. <laughs> I said weeks ago I thought I fancied Hearts. I don't know about winning, but I felt something would get maybe a point. Or, I don't know, just the way Celtic were playing in Hearts, you know, you think that they'd want to end the year in the high themselves, you know, so credit to, to Hearts for grinding out a, a draw. And to be fair, at one point they could have went 2-0 up, but um, you know, we'll take a point and we'll go three points ahead today. So, as your title is the title of the pod, Beautiful Sunday sums it up, Laura. <laughs> yeah, and a good end to the weekend, Alan. So, do you want to give us a wee score predictor update? How did we get on? Well, along alongside you, you, Greg, and I think one more, well, well had 17 points. Uh, the the Hearts game, unsurprisingly, has caught a lot of people out. Very few people predicted a, a draw there. I have to point out I predicted a 1-1 draw. So I'd be remiss of me not to point, point that out. But very few people expected the uh, Montrose Spartans game to be a draw. Varied in the predictions on that between the Montrose win and the Spartans win. But most people thought there would be a winner in that game. And... It turned out not, not to be the case, but a couple of big movers in the table. And the last leaderboard is already posted on Facebook. That's the last one of the year. Way back in the middle of January for the games where we played Dundee United. But you and Kirsty Wilkie were the biggest movers. And as I put on the Facebook page, Greg might even get away for 16th place in the next round. He's only one point behind 15th now. He's not going to be happy to hear that. You've just ruined his Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That'll but be him not putting a prediction in for the next game. 
Even the games. Oh, well, that's good. Some good scores there. Some happy, happy people. And obviously, we're all very happy as well with the men winning the League Cup today. Um, obviously, we got a win. So, yep, we'll just take this opportunity to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, merrier than today's been, and obviously a Happy New Year whenever when it comes. Use what and, well, yeah, and just if anybody's interested, uh, with it being a short month, the next blog will be out on the 23rd of December. If he's want a wee, if he's are kind of that loose end, which he probably won't, probably up to Hydro with Christmas and all that and running about like we all are, or we'll all be running about. So, but if you are interested in what you know what's happening, then the next, be the 23rd of December, it'll go live. Perfect. So you can read that when you're sitting waiting on your Christmas dinner. Alan, do you want to add anything else in? No, I'll just echo what you said. Uh, we wish everybody watching and listening a, a very safe and ha- happy Christmas and New Year, my friends and family. And if there's any sort of breaking news or anything to update people with, we'll make sure it's on, on the social media pages. But apart from that, it's been... Been a fun year so far, so let's see what the next year brings. Absolutely, we'll see you in the new year when the club's going to have lots of trophies to lift. Until then, we'll see you next time and enjoy the holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs>